2: Hello, my name is Stuart Miles and welcome to the Apocalypse Podcast. Apple has held its September California streaming event revealing new iPhones, new Apple Watches, and even new iPads. But what do we make of the announcements? Should you be excited or is it just more of the same from the world's most successful company? Joining me to discuss the big announcements from the virtual event, Apocalypse Rick Henderson and Britta O'Boyle. So let's start with you, Rick, and the iPads. What did Apple announce and what do we make
0: of the new models? This was singularly the biggest surprise at this event. Uh, Apple rarely ever announces iPads during an iPhone event. Um, we actually expected them in, to- in October, mm. but the big product that they actually started the whole event with was the uh, an update to the standard iPad model, the the model that is good for schools and for younger children. Um, not a huge upgrade, to be honest. No. Uh, a better. Better front-facing camera, some uh, some better uh, face tracking, that um, kind of new feature that they added with the iPad Pro and iPad Air. Um, but uh, it was it's essentially the same device, slightly better processor, works with the Apple uh, Pencil.
2: But then we generation. saw. But then they suddenly went, "Aha! We've got the iPad Mini."
0: Yeah, that was that's that's the thing that everybody's come away talking about more than anything else mm. is the iPad is the latest iPad Mini and it looks stunning. It's it's called the iPad Mini, but it's really an iPad Mini Air or iPad Air Mini. Yeah, um, that, that's because that's
2: kind of that's the thing, isn't it? I don't know whether this is pitched as a I don't know whether you think what you think, Brit. Well, this is pitched as an Air Mini or a, a a Pro Mini. You know, when we talk to Apple, they're like, well, it's its own product. <laughs>
1: I mean, it does, it does fit into both, doesn't it? Because it's got that center stage feature that was introduced originally on the Pro model. So I guess it does fit into both. But I would say it's probably more an Air Mini because it's pretty much identical, just smaller. <laughs> so yeah.
2: Cool. And so I think that's. Uh, do we think this is going to sell that one?
0: With, yeah. Without a shadow of a doubt. Um, at least two people I spoke to from uh, bef- after last night immediately talked about ordering one. Um, it's it. There's something as an ipad pro user for many years um from the first um uh, models that were released uh or at least the first ones where the um where the uh touch button the um the the front facing button was removed mm-hmm. um the full screen experience is extraordinary and i think the ipad mini Will benefit from that. Certainly, it looks sexier. It's got all the colour options, but mainly it's got the processing, the the cunning features like the touch ID button on the side. There's so much about it that just seems a massive upgrade. If you've already got an iPad Mini, oh yeah, a huge upgrade.
2: I think there's that. I also think that if you're an artist or something like that, this is this feels to me more of like a a doodle kind of
0: device. Yeah, it's well, it's also compatible with the second generation Apple Pencil which is the better of the two pencils. Um, so I, ju- I really think that uh, that that will be a, a big selling point. And it's USB-C, um, which means it's compatible with cables you've probably got lying around your house already. So, um, yeah, there, it was a massive surprise. We didn't expect it. It looks fantastic. And for me, it was the biggest takeaway from the entire event. Well, there we go. We
2: don't need to talk to you again today, Rick. Thanks very much. No. <laughs> okay, so let's talk about something else that had uh, a new full screen experience, Brit. The Apple Watch. What what happened on this front of, apart?
1: Well, so this was a little bit um, of a. I feel like disappointment would be a bit harsh, but I was expecting a little bit more from the Apple Watch this year. If I'm honest, um, it didn't. The rumours weren't right. It didn't. It didn't go to a square or a flat edge design like the rest of Apple's products have done um, the last year. But um, it does have a bigger screen. Um, I think it said it was 20% bigger than the Series 6, which makes it 50% bigger than the Series 3. So I guess if you're no. a Series 3 user, it's certainly a, a big screen upgrade. Um, I know Rick's got a Series 3, so he he definitely yeah. thinks it's a good upgrade there. Um, but in terms of internals, uh, not much has really changed from what I can gather. Um, you get similar features to the Series 6 Um and you get faster, faster charging, which is obviously useful, especially if um, you use it a lot for workouts and stuff. Um, but otherwise, it's quite similar, sort of very similar in terms mm. of specifications, um, apart from the display and the fact that it's more durable because it's got an IPX six rating this time, which means it's better when it comes to dusty environments. So,
2: do you think it's just because we we don't need that much from a watch, and therefore we've already hit that peak?
1: Yes. Or- Probably. Is there
2: something else underlying here?
1: <laughs> yeah, I think I think I think you probably are. You probably hit the nail on the head there. There is definitely, I mean, how much can you really do with a watch on your wrist? Samson obviously launched some um, interesting features on their latest watch, and um, Apple haven't followed suit here. Though the features that Apple do use, they do work well, and they, they are good. Um, I kind of I was I was hoping for a little bit more in terms of on the sleep tracking front. Um, and I was hoping for just a little bit, something to entice you to go and buy it if you've got the Series 6, but I'm not sure that it gave you that quite. Um, yeah, I think it's, it's interesting,
2: screen. isn't it? Because the, the Series 5, you know, the Series 6 was very similar to Series 5. We're yeah. now, you know, obviously I think that screen i think it's going to be difficult because i think you'll have to see that screen and, and they talked about how it's you know obviously very edge to edge there's hardly any bezel yeah 1. It,
1: 1. it kind of mil,
2: I think. It, it seems to from the from the promo videos in the presentation and we haven't seen one yet but it seems to kind of curve around the edge which i think will be really interesting to see and whether the the watch faces take advantage of that yeah you know and what that does from a design and and sort of aesthetics approach on on the watch and, um, and how that helps but you know which is but we're kind of getting into as you say we're kind of getting into those very minute detailed changes which if you're really after that tech you it doesn't feel like you're going to be fulfilled this year
1: no and i do i, I agree with you and i think that you may need to it may be something you need to see in in order to be able to fully understand the the difference between the models and i suspect an edge to edge display will look lovely and obviously you get the full keyboard as well so that'll be good for typing because um I do sometimes reply on my watch I know I'm probably in the minority there mm. but I do if I've left my phone downstairs and I and I'm sorting out the kids and I've got it on my watch and it's urgent but otherwise I think you'd probably be okay with the series six this year and then hope that when it comes to a series eight that that flat edge design might work its way through maybe
2: you're you're still going for the flat edge aren't I, you? Love you
1: it. I thought it looked great in <laughs> I, I love it on the phones I love it on the iPads. I feel like it would just be a nice different change
2: Rick do you like do you, do you have the same longing for a flat edge design
0: um I, I did like the idea of it, but at the same time um i i'm I'm in a slightly different boat in the fact that I see the uh, series seven for me as a series three user a massive upgrade yeah
1: um, i have we'd...
0: been hold yeah, i've been holding off for quite some time to upgrade um a because I'm, You know, I'm old school. I believe a watch should last you for years and years and years. My previous watch to my Apple Watch uh, was well over a decade old. Um, but at the same time, is the um, Apple Watch 3 has recently started to not get full updates. It's get, it gets the latest watch OS, but, for example, the last update, you didn't get all of the faces that are available mm. to the Series 6. So... The Apple Watch three is slightly now being left behind. So I see the series seven as a huge upgrade for me. That screen is a is a real key. And also, of course, I get all the other the benefits with the improved processing, etc. But yeah, the um agree,
1: yeah.
0: But the but the biggest I think the weirdest part for me was that Apple's still selling the series three. Mm. I think that was actually um, a, a strange bit at the end of, of the Apple Watch part of their presentation was that they they um, said that the there will be three models on sale from later in autumn because the, the Series 7 has been slightly delayed. Um, and the, there's the SE, which I really like. I've seen that quite a bit. The uh, Series 7, obviously, and the Series 3. And as I've just said, the Series 3 is being hampered quite a lot. So if you're going to go for a cheaper version of the Apple Watch, why buy a Series 3? Buy the SE. At least it's th- getting the full watch yeah. OS.
2: I think they're keeping it around because it's just so popular and it hits that price point. And therefore, you know, it's a great entry point into that, you know, smartwatch sort of experience without kind of, you know, starting to hit the high values of, of what I suspect the Series 7 will be because, you know, by the time you add the nice watch straps and, and all the other stuff so I think it's 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 difficult though. I, I, I I can totally see what you mean I, I'm surprised that they've kept it I would have thought that the watch se was 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 could have been dropped to take that new three price yes. but clearly something's happened that it might be that we have to wait another year and then you know probably series three will fade out next year and 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 it will be replaced by the the watch se instead.
0: Yeah, I think that that could well be the case. It was a little surprising. Um, and and I would advise people look at the SE if they're looking for an entry level Apple Watch that they that will last a few years. I would look at the SE instead personally. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. De- yeah, 100%. definitely,
2: definitely. Well, there we go. So we've agreed on that one right now. The main meat, if you like, of a September Apple event has always been about iPhones. And so let's talk about those now. We've got four new models. Uh, the iPhone 13, iPhone 13 mini, iPhone 13 Pro, iPhone 13 Pro Max. Um, as Tim Cook would say, uh, let's talk about iPhone. So, uh, Rick, what's happened here?
0: Well, I kind of covered the iPhone 13 and iPhone 13 mini as part of the event, and um, with half of the course really. They um there's not a huge amount different to uh, generationally on these as well. It's it, it the, the whole event, apart from the iPad surprises, I felt that quite a lot. Is it was about incremental change. It wasn't about revolution. And um the iPhone 13 and I uh, A, I was surprised there was an iPhone 13 mini. There'd been okay. an awful lot of chatter that iPhone uh, that Apple might ditch the mini model under claims that the last one didn't sell but i personally um i have friends with the mini and they love it i they absolutely love that yeah so i was one actually one. genuinely surprised by all those rumors because i do know people that that much prefer that very small form factor um but with the iphone 13 i mean the the biggest changes as far as we could tell were uh, a slight change in the um formation of the camera on the rear possibly to fit in those um, slightly improved sensors. Um, the uh, the camera um, lenses are now run diagonally across the unit rather than uh, in a straight line. Um, there's a slightly different kind of look to the to the surround of the phones, but, I mean, you know, it's... it's That's
2: because it's made of plastic you know, bottles.
0: Yeah, made of plastic <laughs> bottles, those little <laughs> antenna strips. Yeah. Um, but it's it's very similar um obviously it's more powerful uh it'll it'll run better would i upgrade from an iphone 12 very unlikely um but i possibly would if i only had an iphone 13 still
2: Britt, do you feel the same with the 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 13s
1: yeah i think i mean there definitely isn't there wasn't as much changes again like the watch there wasn't as much changes maybe some may have expected but this probably was an S year and this that is typically the case that Mm. you get an upgraded processor I know they didn't call it the 12s but I mean that is essentially what it is um you get with the pros there's a little bit of a difference because you obviously get a whole new camera system which means that the upgrade is a slightly more sort of obvious one I guess whereas with the as Rick said there's just the slight formation change of the camera lens on the back some new colors and a new processor um and that's kind of yeah and
2: i suppose i mean you've got the smaller notch but i don't know whether people will really notice that um i think the the really telling thing here for me with this was is apple has always been very keen to tell us how fast the processor is and this time around we've got the a15 bionic uh, so we've got an upgrade and it was kind of normally it's like it's 2x faster than last time or it's, you know, 28% faster on the GPU or all these kind of things. This year, there didn't seem to be any of those uh, those graphs, any of those comments. It was just it's faster than other things. But we're not <laughs> going to tell you what the other things are. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> it just felt that it was kind of it wasn't. It, I, again, I think there's there's obviously been a lot of movement on on on. Apple Silicon. From that perspective, obviously it's getting faster, but I think we're starting to see that moment where, certainly for a, a certainly for a regular phone, and let's I know the the iPhone 13 or iPhone 12 was you know certainly kind of slightly better than a regular phone in terms of power and performance and all the other stuff. It just feels that they set the bar very high last year, and for the customers that kind of want an iPhone and want it to be fast and powerful but don't need to go the whole pro level, trying to sell them, hey, you've got another faster processor this year round. Is, is quite a hard marketing sell because you kind of you're talking to customers that just want things to work rather than necessarily worrying about performance.
1: Yeah, absolutely. What I was pleased about though is that they mentioned a feature called ph- photographic styles, which I thought originally was only on the Pro models, and then I later found out that it was also on the iPhone. 13 oh, that TVs. is
2: good. I thought that was only the Pro models as well. So yeah, no, I believe
1: go. it's on all of them, um, which I thought was good because that that way you don't you don't actually sacrifice a great deal by by getting the standard model which I think is important because that's that's sort of hitting the the target person as well really rather than just the pro users obviously if you pay more money then it's great that you get some extra things as you should but I also think it's important that the standard model gives you what you would expect from an iPhone as well so I,
0: actually that saying that that's that's possibly my takeaway from it was that it kind of bridged the gap between last year's pro models and this year's pro models it's it's more capable um it's more like last year's pro models
1: um the photography
0: certainly um seems to have been improved quite dramatically on the standard models not quite as much as the new pro but um but yeah and that as far as I'm aware, it sells the phone probably more than anything else is the quality of the photos that you can take with it.
2: And so let's talk about the pros. Um, obviously, we've talked about 13 13s, and so the pros are there. They've had new features as well. Do you want to talk us through those, Britt?
1: So they seemingly have well, – they've got an entire new camera lens set up, all, all three new lenses, um, as we sort of alluded to earlier, which is probably the biggest takeaway – and the biggest difference in them they've also got a slightly faster gpu they've got five cores instead of four cores like the iphone 13 and the standard model um otherwise they're they're sort of i mean they've still got this um slightly different finish with the stainless steel over the aluminium but as rick said i do think that there's definitely a, a smaller bridge between the two models this year than there was last year which i actually think is great because it just it does mean that the standard user doesn't sort of sacrifice too much by getting the cheaper model. But obviously you do gain some things by going to the pro, which I think a lot of it is to do with the photography side of things.
2: See I was going to say the opposite thing to all of you. I was going really? to say I thought the the gap would groan. <laughs> um because you got the you got the Pro Motion. I c I can't I still can't believe they chose that name.
1: Yes, of course. There is that you know display yeah there is the display.
2: The that the You've got the tele the six times telephoto zoom? Is that, yeah, is that on both of them?
1: although it's only, yeah, it's, it's six times <laughs> optical zoom range. So I think that six so times. The
2: macro modes, isn't it? Because you get the macro modes. but I don't get know the macro that...
1: mode, yeah, which you don't get on the thing, which is really cool, actually. The, that looks like it's going to be quite an interesting feature, especially since you don't need that additional pointless macro camera that some other phones have put on their phones to... Um, to be able to uh, to get that so at least you get the at least you get the feature without having to have like four lenses on the back of your phone because I think another lens on the back of the iPhone Pro may have been a bit much in that little, in that little yeah thing and just
2: and specifically just for just for macro shots because yeah. I mean I've found whenever I've had macro modes on any phones or or you get a macro lens on, a, on an old camera all those years ago you know you'd go wow let's take pictures of let's take it let's take a, a bank note out of my wallet and 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 let's take a picture of the text that I can never read because that's exciting. <laughs> or like, look at this spider, really up close. Woo! And then like, that's the first day, and then day eight hundred and twenty-five later, you're like, what? I've never taken anything closer than like three meters away.
1: Yeah, exactly. So at least it, at least it's a uh, it's automatic, I believe, unless I'm wrong there. But I think it's an automatic thing. As you get close up, it switches to it. Um, so I think that's pretty cool. But as you said, the display is obviously different as well, which um, certainly for gamers, I guess, if you're playing things like that. And then,
0: on, as Ray. a gamer, I, I, I know I know our editor Chris uh, disagrees with this, but um, I've never had the want to play anything in 120 hertz on a phone. Um, I always thought 60 hertz there's very such fractional difference that you can tell between 60 hertz and 120 hertz in my opinion i don't think 120 hertz really matters that much on a phone it does on a video games console but that's a very different argument i i'm um, I, um, I so the- i'm not that bothered between the difference between the iphone 13 and the iphone 13 pro for example
2: i think the big difference i've noticed when using it on the ipad pro um which is already that technology has been there for a couple of years now. Um, is when you're scrolling the web and, and things like that, you don't kind of you know when you watch sometimes on a on a cheaper TV you get that juddering across the across the screen. the The promotion stuff allows it, it when you start scrolling the web or or through Instagram or things like that. Just it cope it's able to cope with the movement across the screen a lot better. And so I think if I think while I agree with you on this on the gaming side of things, I don't think people will necessarily notice. Uh, a hundred, you know. Fortnite, and well, you can't even play Fortnite on the iPhone. but you know like call of duty <laughs> on uh call of duty you know i don't think you'll necessarily notice the 120 hertz there as much as you perhaps would like to and certainly not as much as you would on a console i think for simple things like just scrolling through a web page reading pocket Lint, you know or going through twitter or things like that i think if i think you'll notice it sort of subconsciously notice that it is better
0: yeah i suppose but um and, and things like uh, Apple Pencil response and things like that. Obviously, that would that would help the less latency. But yeah. it just it. I just don't think that um, on a small device that small, it would really make a massive difference. Although it is quite a nice thing to have. It's one of those many things that that, that they chuck stats on and say, oh, it's got this, and you go, oh, well, that would be nice to have. Um, for me, the biggest. Um, uh generationally for the iphone 13 pro devices is that the pro max and the pro seem to be the same this time around in terms of photography uh last time i don't know if people remember the iphone 12 pro and 12 pro max had slight differences the 12 pro max had slightly better camera um technologies involved am i right in saying that
1: yeah, you're right. It, the the 12 Pro Max did have um, sensor optical, the sensor stabilization feature that now is on all four of the models, which is another another thing that shows that they've the, that I would say the the gap is being bridged slightly because the standard models are offering that sensor stabilization as well now, and across two of the lenses rather than just one. There was only one last year. Um, but yeah no you're right the twelve the the two pro models are now back in line with each other like they were on the eleven and the eleven or the eleven pro and the eleven pro max so but I think that's a good thing because I don't think that definitely. you should have to sacrifice features just because you want the slightly smaller display um so I actually think that that's a good thing that they've done that definitely
2: one of the thing final things and and I think on the iPhone is and, and and actually, all the devices that have been announced is battery life. That seemed to be that seemed to be for me the big buzzword. Yes. Yeah. More battery, more battery, bigger batteries, more batteries. Why do we think that is, Britt?
1: Well, I think you need it, don't you? That's the issue. You do. You definitely need it. People do so much more on their phones these days that no matter how how much you think that that phone is going to last the whole day, if you're playing games, you're watching, you're streaming, you're answering all your messages and stuff it does slowly go down and and then you don't want to get to the end of the day and you've got no battery on your phone so I think I mean the, more battery anyone no one's going to say no to more battery are they on their phones Every, everyone wants more when it comes to battery so I mean I guess that's what part of the reason why is they why they've chosen to do it I think it's 1.5 hours on the smaller models and then 2.5 on the larger models um so that's quite a lot if you put that into the context of the day that will get you from 8 p.m to 10 p.m to make your train rather than mm-hmm.
0: sorry I, I think the timing was great on that because ultimately we're all coming out of lockdowns around the world yeah. um and starting to go back to sort of like a nor- pseudo normal way of living that uh if you're out and about a lot more you're going to be using your phone a lot more and your watch a lot more um and less opportunities to charge them in between uses so i think the timing of adding increased battery life uh, couldn't have been better timed.
1: Yeah, I was hoping they put it on the on the series seven, but it's got the same battery as the series six. It just means you could just charge it faster because it comes with the USB C connection instead now, or the cables USB C. So I, I, I was a bit I was a bit disappointed that the battery life of the series seven hasn't been expanded a little bit, um, but at least you can charge it faster, so you can get more
2: uh, now. There's a little time left uh, to talk about everything else, (laughs) but then there's not much else, was there? Was that a surprise, (laughs) Britt?
1: Yes, I expected AirPods, if I'm honest. I thought the third generation of the standard AirPods would maybe make themselves known at this event. But but I guess because we got iPads instead, which was, as Rick said, was um, sort of a bit of a curveball. Um, I suppose they didn't want to bombard us with too much, so, so yeah, there wasn't really anything else, was there? Oh, except for Fitness Plus, actually, they added Pilates, which is great, Ooh. right? Who doesn't love Pilates Wahey. in their life?
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Although I found with the Fitness Plus stuff, the core was the core uh, programs and stuff were very were very Pilates focused, anyway. True. So I don't know. I'm curious of whether they're going to change the core stuff to just become Pilates, or whether they'll still keep. I still keep Jessica jumping up and down.
1: I kind of Um, hope that they do do separate because Pilates is not cheap to sign up to if you're looking at doing courses of it and stuff. So actually, if you are able to pay the ten pound a month fee, to then be able to you do that alongside the other strength stuff, and I do I use rowing on Fitness Plus, and I think it's great. So I would I, I think it's a good thing that they've got Pilates on there now. Even if it expands over time and there's not that much to begin with, it's a good start, right?
2: Well, that's it for this week's show. Thank you very much for listening. Until next time, pip pip.
1: Well, that's it for this week's show. Thanks for listening. Until
2: next time, pip pip.
1: Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweaters starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing.